Welcome, guys, to Overthinking Everything with Annalie. I'm super excited about this podcast, and I can't believe that this is the first episode. So this podcast is mainly for my thoughts and reflections, but also for discussions with friends and potentially special guests. So you guys might be wondering why the podcast is called Overthinking Everything with Annalie. But for those of you who don't know, I am an extreme overthinking person myself. So I thought, why not call it overthinking everything? Because I know that I will be overthinking everything when I'm making this podcast. The theme is all about social aspects of life. I want to talk about politics, mental health, my sobriety. Whoops, did not mean to touch the mic like that. And a bunch of other things that will probably come up. But my first topic is an overthinking person. How we work. And I want to educate you guys, those out there who aren't an overthinker themselves, to think about how they behave around someone who is an overthinker. Now, it's hard to know if someone's an overthinker just because... Everything is in our head, and we don't really show what we are thinking or feeling at that time. But I do want to make it very clear that overthinking can be very difficult for a person because it takes up a lot of energy. And I also want to note that it can be very positive. So I don't want to make this podcast as something negative just because then I'm going to be kind of bashing myself, but I don't want to bash other people. So let's get into it. I found a very interesting article about this particular uh, topic, and I realized that I think the girl had written down around 17 different aspects or characteristics of an overthinking person, and I wrote down five particular ones that I can relate to and I think a lot of overthinkers out there can relate to. Number one is over-explaining everything and just talking a lot when you're in a social situation. Uh, Number two is spacing out and getting very distant when you're in a social situation. Number three is avoiding and canceling plans. Number four is trouble making decisions but also taking a long time to answer someone. And number five is overanalyzing social interactions slash jumping to conclusions. Now, all of these are super relevant because I think that they are daily struggles for anyone who is an overthinker. I can sit and talk and babble and then all of a sudden realize, whoa, I just took up all this time and I was talking way too much. That was really rude. Or, oh my God, this person's going to think I'm really weird and blah, 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 blah. And then the overthinking just starts. Now, spacing out and being distant in a social situation is because you're distracted by some other thing in your head that is being overanalyzed. And that can happen sometimes. I can be sitting and having a conversation with someone and a thought pops into my head and I start thinking about something else. And then I'm kind of spaced out and I don't really hear what the person's saying and I have to ask them again to explain or I just kind of sit and nod and hope that that discussion doesn't come up later because I don't really remember what they were saying. 
And my favorite one is avoiding and canceling plans because this is something that I have done many times just because I start overanalyzing the situation that I'm going to get myself into, which means that I then later get stressed out and don't want to go. So I cancel the plans and I just stay home. And I feel better about that just because I get rid of that anxiety of how I would feel in that social situation. And I guess this kind of falls under having a hard time making decisions just because sometimes it could be that I get a um, an invitation to something and I take forever to answer just because I'm thinking of all of the possible scenarios or things that might happen and also trying to make that decision if it's worth going to something like that. So it might take me forever to answer someone, which is... Um, it could be frustrating, but there are also times where I actually do forget to answer someone. So it's not that I'm always overanalyzing a situation, but it's mostly in like newer social interactions where I start overanalyzing a situation. And one of my favorites is overanalyzing social interactions. I don't know how many people that are listening to this have done this, but I think all of us have done it at some point or another, but I do it all the time. And I have to say that I'm getting better at it because I know that it's something that's not healthy. So I try to kind of not think of a social interaction that just occurred and overanalyze like what that person's thinking or what these people are thinking or what I did. It's just not worth jumping to a conclusion about something that you don't even know if it's correct or not. So Getting into one of those situations and jumping to a conclusion that, let's say, oh, that person thought that I was really annoying, or maybe I shouldn't have said that in that moment, or, you know, the list can go on. It's just, you know, jumping to the conclusion is not the best thing to do, just because you don't know what's going on with that person or what's going on in their head and what they think. So you making things up doesn't really help. So yeah, those are some kind of negative aspects. Some of these can be used as a positive thing, but I'm just saying that most of these can be very difficult to handle and kind of annoying as an overthinker. But now I'm going to get into the positive things because I found another article where a guy was talking about seven things that overthinkers do that's positive. And number one is that we have high expectations. And I have to say that this is really accurate because I feel like I give a lot, which means that I have high expectations for myself to give to others, which means that all I expect is the same in return. Number two is that we're great conversationalists. And this one I actually agree with because since we overthink, We have gone through every single scenario and thought and also want to be extremely accurate when we talk because we don't want to make the situation worse. So I would say that we've thought of every single possibility and we always want to be correct with everything that we state. So yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Thirdly, we are patient which this one I understand because we take a lot of time to make decisions and we don't want to be irrational about things. So we understand other people who are taking their time because we need to be patient with ourselves so we can be patient with others. 
Fourth, we are apparently multi-passionate, which basically means that we're open to trying new things and that we're open to change. We don't feel uncomfortable with change or trying new things, which I totally agree with. I actually took a very spontaneous trip to Copenhagen two summers ago because I was tired of being in Stockholm. So I just booked a flight down to Copenhagen, stayed there for four days. I met a guy from the States, which was incredible because when you're alone, it's easier to make friends or talk to people when you're living at a hostel. So just getting out of your comfort zone and trying new things is an incredible feeling. Fifth is that we're self-aware and socially aware, which I totally agree with because I feel like I know what I'm doing and what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. And also I'm socially aware because I've already thought of all the scenarios that could happen. So I know that I should not say this because I know that this will happen, which is amazing because it's kind of like you're, you're seeing into the future. So in a lot of situations or uncomfortable situations, it could be a great thing to have. The sixth thing on the list is actually that our brains can handle a lot of information. And this one I thought was very interesting because I've always struggled with having, like my brain is on fire. Like I don't know what's going on. There's so many thoughts and I can't really stick to one thought. It just keeps going all over the place. So reading that one was interesting because it kind of makes sense that we can just have so much information and so many things going on at the same time. Many times it could be overwhelming, but it could be such a good thing to have when you are like in a social situation or if you're writing something, you might remember something that you've been doing. Like you have a lot of information in your head, which is pretty cool that you could just kind of tap into. And the last one, which I find quite ironic is that we have no regrets, which I partially agree with. I do have regrets. I try not to think of my regrets, but I do agree with that since we try to not put ourselves into situations, we have no regrets because we have already thought of everything and we know that if we do this, this will happen and I will regret it, which is great because then you never get to that point where you regret something. So I want to end it with that because I just wanted to open up and and tell you guys how it is and different aspects that actually relate to me and how I feel. And I'm super excited for you guys to be able to think about this when I have discussions or conversations or even just talk about some things that I'm going through about my thought process and how I'm doing it as an overthinker. And I think it's super exciting because even though some people feel that it's a very negative thing to be an overthinker, I see it as both. I see it as something positive and negative. And if you could turn the negative into a positive All it is is a positive characteristic that you can handle. And my goal is to be able to handle my overthinking and turn it into something positive. I'm so happy that you guys tuned in. I'm super excited about this podcast. Like I said in the beginning of this podcast, and I keep saying podcast and I'll stop. But I can't wait until the next episode. And I hope that you guys tune in the next time. Mm -hmm.